I am at less than half my hit points. Eh, they're overrated. <laughs> Let's have everybody reintroduce their characters since it's been a while. Yeah, I'm playing Mrog, who is our kind of proto-barbarian. Like, um, it's pretty much straight up Conan ripoff. Um, (laughs) And he has mighty thews with tormented eyes. (laughs) And he thinks uh, Tommy is puny and foolish, but amuses him. And Harold's ways are... uh, Strange and confusing. All right. Mm. And Harold, oh. tell us about your strange and confusing ways. All right. Harold is a human druid, messy hair, bright eyes, practical leathers. So, whatever happened to Gorm the Mirthful? Or is there only Mrog now? There's only Mrog because I lost my Gorm <laughs> character <Okay>. sheet. <laughs> but the great right. thing is, continuity wise, Mrog is exactly for bonds yeah. and things like that what Gorm yes. was. Is yeah. Gorm. It's I, I rebuilt right. the character sheet as accurately as I could. <laughs> so Mrog smells more like prey than a hunter to me. Calms Tommy has tasted my blood and I theirs. We are bound mm. by it. Tasty. Yum. Tastes like sugar. And that leaves and, Tom- uh, Oh yeah, Tommy. Tommy Tangle figures is a uh, he's a thief, says here. And um he is a dark <laughs> He is dark and messy, shifty and knobby, <laughs> and he is chaotic. Just the way I like him. I stole something from... Oh no, I didn't steal something from Morag. Morag apparently has my back when things go wrong, which is worrying. <laughs> Timothy, who isn't present, knows incriminating details about me. And Harold and I have a con going. Which that's is, right. Yep, that's my favorite bit. Which yep. is something I always have to remember. So right. we're based. I always imagine that we're like the the two guys from um, Huckleberry Finn, the two who end up getting tired and feathered. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully that won't happen to us. Now you all had had a series of uh, sort of small adventures and have accumulated some loot along the way that you might want to sell off. You have discovered a treasure map in the abandoned uh, an abandoned house that had once belonged, it seemed, to a mage. It was occupied by a horrible three-armed monster and filled with its dung, as I recall. And now you guys have a few alternate paths you could take, if I may. You could sit around and do nothing, I guess. That's always an option. You do have a friendly community called Behemoth, this huge, wandering, probably dead monster that an actual community lives in and around and wanders a set path seasonally around this area of the known world. So you go there, that would be an opportunity to recharge, sell your stuff, get the lay of the land, that sort of thing. But there are people you probably ought not to rip off. You have the treasure map. It is unspecified as to what the treasure is or the nature of the place, but you have a map that leads you to what clearly to whoever made the map was something of potential value. And you've also heard in your wandering since your last adventure, you've run into every now and then herdsmen, pastoralists leading mostly sheep. And in the town of Dollinsdock, there is a market that most of them seem to be headed toward. And word is there will be a lot of higher ups and the money that they bring there. So that is an if you are interested in, you know, getting the grift on, that might be a place to find targets and opportunities. So talk amongst yourself, kind of a civilization of the sort that you target, the outlaw civilization that is a friendly place to you, or a treasure map. I'm all for the treasure map. 
I mean, well, do we, it's probably the last thing you hear, do we want to try to, uh, treasures, in my experience, are, are usually pretty closely guarded. Do yep. we want to, do we want to try to sell off some loot and buy some supplies and, and beef up a little bit before we go after it? No, I've been doing nothing for like a, nearly a month now. I want to kill some. Okay, sounds good. I like it. I want to do some breaking and entering. Don't worry. There will be opportunities to kill things whichever way you go. I won't I won't deny that. See, it was all a mm. false choice. Ten steps into your plan, a dragon <laughs> Like out. a dragon no. <laughs> You You fall through a hole in the ground, and now you're yes. in the underdark. Yeah. This is going to be the next three years the of your life. You forget that Tommy does not have a plan, remember? <laughs> That's right. So the consensus was follow the treasure map? I think so. Yeah, I'm not really in the mood to shop unless I'm, unless there's 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 fighting involved. Then sign me up. I mean, I do have some stuff to sell. No, Mrog is, is never going to say no to a little rough and tumble. Treasure map. Let's do treasure map. Okay, so say you all. So it is about four days journey uh, from where you found it. You remember you were along a river. It was a little uh, island uh, in the midst of a river crossing. You follow the river for a ways. That is the main guiding landmark on the map. Then the path the map, take, the map takes you on turns you into foothills, craggy, uh, bluffy hills. And you wind your way up and down paths through you know little valleys here and there on the way. As you get closer and closer, you find yourself going through brambles and tangles and a hole in the wall pretty much uh, leads your way into the ultimate destination of the treasure map. The hole opens up into a valley that if you weren't didn't have the map, there's no way you would have found it. It clearly been abandoned for quite some time. It opens up again into not a huge forest, but small, tough plant life. There's some wildlife that's clearly not used to a human presence. It scatters as you approach. And turning a corner into the valley proper, you see ruins, a bunch of smaller buildings, outbuildings, you might call them made of stone, crumbled, grown with moss, clearly debris of decades, maybe centuries. But in the middle of it, a shining silver tower, not of great width, sticks up above the ground, probably four, five stories, you'd say. Wait, wait. Five stories, silver, like made of metal? It is silver in color. From this advantage, you can't tell if it's literally made of silver, however. Because if it is, that's the treasure right there. That's the treasure right there. <laughs> we just need to haul it back. No big deal. Sunlight shines down on it now through the, the gaps in the overhanging bluffs, and it shines almost blinding if you look at it in the, at the wrong angle. Blinding you with science. Yes. No moss seems to grow on it, at least from this distance. It seems perfectly intact, a, a stunning contrast to the ruin that surrounds it. What do you do? And you said that as of this far, we should probably keep an eye as we get closer, but as of this far, there's no sign of anything but small woodland creatures. Right. And traipsing about. Really know that any intelligent life has made its way through. You see, you know, scat and paths of smaller animals, but nothing large, nothing obviously dangerous, and no sign of human or elf or dwarf, or the list goes on. No sign of any kind, anything resembling civilization apart from the ruins. Tommy would like to poke around and maybe do a discern reality roll here. So are you going right up to the tower and discerning, or are you kind of scouting the grounds here? Oh, it's Tommy. He's going right up to the tower. Okay, at least, at least within... Uh few feet of it yeah okay what's what's to be worried about 
So it's 2d6 plus your wisdom modifier. Oh, I didn't want that. Okay. <laughs> 2d6. Four! Oh, you have no pluses. Okay. No. Well, one piece of information you certainly get. There's nothing obviously resembling a door. It is just a sheer outer wall of this tower. Now that you're closer, it strikes you. There's no windows either. There's no obvious point of entry here. I'm going to have a consequence. I'm starting a clock a la Blades of the Dark and filling it in as, you know, you take time and bad things happen and perhaps something bad will happen if it gets full. Uh-oh. Can Harold try and discern realities? Maybe there is a, an entry buried in the ground around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and always you can kind of describe what you're doing, and uh, and even if yeah, if you're standing on something obvious, even a failed discern reality roll, like if there was an obvious trap door, you wouldn't uh, you know miss that. But even in Tommy's cursory inspection, walking around the tower, he didn't see anything like that. You can also try spouting lore to see if anything strikes you about uh, things like this. Yeah, well, you know. do I know anything about these giant towers? The roll plus intelligence, huh? Yeah, that would be spout lore. No other skill. No, I don't think, well, we don't really have skills. Exactly. All right. So Unless, like, if you have moves, that would be relevant. Yeah, try to see. Uh, oh, wait. I think I can cast Guidance. Will that help? Or is it the uh, wrong kind of see. Guidance? That's guidance. Similar to the... Druid. I'm oh, just going. Yeah. Well, actually, well, so my the latest Druid move I took is God Amidst the Waste. Well, it's Hunter's Brother, which lets me take a move from another, from you know, Olympic Ranger class. class. Yep. yep. So, so I took. Scrolling down to that. I took God amidst the waste from cleric. Oh, okay. So uh, that gives me, I'm a first level cleric, essentially. So I'm going to cast Guidance. Symbol of my deity appears before me and gestures toward the direction or course of action your deity would have you take and then disappears. Okay. Which is through gesture only. Your communication through this spell is severely limited. Interesting. What kind of deity would you have, Surly Chaotic Druid? Oh, Surly Chaotic Druid. This is going to be uh, an owl deity who prefers nighttime where things can be, well, you know, where you can be sneakier and where you can hunt nice. or prey in the dark and surprise them. Excellent. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a deity of wisdom, of course. Wisdom and secret knowledge. So to invoke a cleric spell, which is effectively what you're doing, is a 2d6 plus your wisdom modifier <laughs> after all that. Right. And I'm not just making up the owl part. My token is a carved owl pendant in a leather cord. Right. Well, uh, so in this world, there is not a lot of definition in the universe. So as we come up with narrative stuff, it is canon. There is now an owl deity in this uh, land. All right. So I got a nine. Nine. Okay. So yeah, partial success. The penalty is you will not be able to use this clerical invocation again, this outing. But the symbol of an owl kind of like slowly coalesces like dust rises up out of the ground in the shape of an owl gazes at you for a moment and then takes off straight toward the top of the tower before disappearing again oh dear we need to build a big ladder yeah once you get on that barbarian i'll watch what does the foliage around here look like there's outlines of ruins, foundations, nothing really with a roof intact. And then growing through it, you have tough, brambly things that can grow in what appears to be shallow soil, vines, nothing tall, no tall trees. Like think tough and kind of brambly and viney for the most part. How tall is this tower? Tall, 50 feet, right? call it 60 feet. Okay, that's pretty tall. Do you think it would be possible, I mean, for us for to, me like... to throw you up there? Yes. Come here. No, I am way too large. Uh, speaking of people, well, you tie who have a rope around ways, him. 
I am muscle bound. Well, I'm wondering if we can't, like, you know, attach a vine to something and throw it up, shoot it up. 50 feet's pretty far to just throw something. I'll just push it over. I go try to push over the tower. That doesn't seem likely. It seems to have really stood the test of time here. Oh, well. (laughs) I mean, we're giving up on that one then. Yeah. Short adventure tonight. Remember to check your gear lists and adventuring gear, remember, is a thing you can check off for useful mundane items, as the book says, such as chalk, poles, spikes, ropes, etc. Has that replenished since our last? No. Damn you. I'm sorry. Maybe this. (laughs) I still have two. Don't go to the friendly city, will you? I'm sorry, Cab. Go ahead. I said maybe this was already stated. What material is the tower now that we're like standing up against it? Looking. Oh, at it? good question. Yeah, you don't think it is in fact silver? It seems like it is a stone, but shined to a a, a strange sheen. Like did somebody spend their time polishing this whole thing? Is it some kind of magical construction? You're not sure. It is some kind of stone, though. Yeah, you can't melt the whole thing down as silver, sadly. I'm, you know, certainly a dumb barbarian, but I would look to our... We have a druid, right? That's me. I, I would look to our druid and say, can you make a vine grow up the side that we can climb? I do not apparently have, have that ability. Speed, speed growth or anything? No, I don't think speed, so. I'm speedy, sorry to say. vine? No. If we were playing ours magica, we could. Yeah, right. <laughs> a different game. We could also burn shit. Let's burn the tower. Actually, um, can can I do a trap expert role here just to see if there's any traps on this darn thing? Or has somebody already done that? If there's a trap, it is incredibly cunningly hidden. Like, you don't see what a trap would be on at this point. Like, Good nothing. Thanks. Like, I mean, there's always the chance, like, if there's something magical, maybe. But there's as far as, like, any kind of obvious physical trap or trigger of a magical trap there's really nothing here down here i have a carved wooden claw wand i don't know what that does i don't think you ever figured out what it does i could give it to harold and he could wave it around i mean i could wave it around too i just hit the tower with it though (laughs) i mean i just don't happen to have adventuring gear that didn't come with my character so i'm kind of thinking that's probably the way to do it i have adventuring gear yeah um I guess the the one last thing, are there any any moon letters on the on the treasure map? Have we thoroughly examined this treasure map? Yeah, somebody could give a give a Stand good look the at it. Gray stone where the thrush knocks at the last light of the setting sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody can give that a go. I would let somebody try rolling a wisdom or an intelligence. Oh, I have a negative one in in, in that guy, so I'll do it. I have a plus one in intelligence. <laughs> Harold's is probably higher. Wisdom is my strong strongest suit. Now intelligence, I'm only average. Well, what about wisdom? You could he said yeah, you could do a wisdom do roll. A, do you have a plus two in wisdom? Uh, I do, I do. Yeah, why don't you do that? All right, let's try it again. Here we go. Everybody loves rolling wisdom. We do. How wise am I today? I am eight wise. Eight. Okay. You are able to by you know playing with the usual you know, little heat behind it, looking at it through the light and things like that, you do get that sort of faint runic writing in the background. And that's the good news. The bad news is the utility of it. It says after you've spent some time trying to translate it from a language you only distantly know, enter on top floor. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. <laughs> we gotta go up to the top. I've got a rope with a hook on it. That seems useful. You want me to try to give it a heave? Yes, because I was yeah. going to say, I can't hit 50 feet. Can I do a strength check on that? 
That seems like it'd absolutely be a strength check. Okay. Uh, you could argue it's a dex, but I think we're going more for distance than finesse here. I'd take that too. Well, at this distance, yeah, I think. So it's 2d6, 2D6. plus the mod? Yep. Correct. Rog the girthful. Hey. Oh, a 13. Ooh. Wow. Mrog just kind of casually like does two rotations. <laughs> Throw it all the way over the, the grapple. Doesn't even put his body into it. You just see his arm like casually shrug it up into the air. The hook fixes onto the top edge of the tower, a little overhang up there. He tugs, lifts himself up. It seems really quite secure. And I say me first and I go. You guys are experienced adventurers. He hooked it a really quite well. So I don't think we need to roll to get up. You know, it might take some time. Strong Mrog will probably get up to it and laugh at you as you struggle up a little. I can haul somebody up too as they... Yeah. But uh, thanks to that advanced success, nobody else needs... Nobody needs to roll uh, decks to make it to the top or anything like that. You make it to the top of the tower and you're struck as you go up repeatedly and take damage. I mean, struck by... Just the sheer consistency <laughs> of the outside of this tower. Hail must have hit it at some point, right? Rain and ice and things over the years. It shows no signs of variability or damage or anything the whole way up. You make it to the top and get up off the rope. You are on the top of the building. It just has that little overhang that the grappling hook secured on so securely. In the middle of it is an opening. You see it leads down to a spiral stair, and there is a shimmering, flickering light field across it. It seems obvious to you that it is not working, like it's not as it should be. It's like, you know, you're looking at a flickering lamp or something like that, but it covers the circumference of the hole. So uh, here, just at the top of the tower, I would assume that naturally there'd be debris that blows around in the air and settles on the top of this tower. Are that there any sure. footprints in the dust besides the ones that I just made coming up or oh, uh, does good it look point. like it's been swept or maintained or what do I see? No, no, it seems it, it's not overgrown with debris because there's nothing really, there's not like tall trees with leaves and things like that, but there is, you know, some dust that's blown up here and things like that. Birds don't seem to perch up here, maybe just because they can't really get any cover. But there's some bird waste and things like that. And no, no signs of anything walking here, maintaining it. No. Tommy's a little leery of this shimmering light thing at the Uh entrance. And is it... I don't know. I don't know why he would be. Is it like exactly at the entrance or is it... Yeah, it is. So if you picture it, there's just this circular hole in the top of the the ceiling here. And the light is of it like it is the size of that hole. If Tommy watched science fiction movies, he might have seen a force field. Yeah, Tommy loves science fiction movies. He's going to try Trap Expert here. That seems good. Check it out. So, oof, not good. Seven. Okay. I get one hold. Right. So you can ask one of your trap awareness questions. Is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? Okay. Actually, no. Fuck that. Never mind. It's (laughs) pretty obvious what activates it. Uh huh. What does this trap do when activated? Okay, so as a thief, you hear the lore of the thieving trade. So people have encountered all sorts of different traps over time. This is a light that you think that this is a magical protection that would repel somebody who tried to go through it. The thing you don't know is, you know, sometimes that just means, you know, nudge you back away. Sometimes it could be pushes you up with great force. 
So it appears to be, yeah, a repulsion field. One man's repulsion field is another man's trampoline. Yes. <laughs> Do you say that out loud? Yes, of course. <laughs> What's a trampoline? I would go jump on it then. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> Mrog the Dreadful and dead. Are you jumping on it, Mrog? Yeah. Okay. So it is flickering in and out. Are you trying to time it so you hit the light? Are you trying to beat the light? I, I, he said what trampoline. I'm, I'm going to try a trampoline. Okay. I would like you to make a dexterity roll. That's a zero, so just straight. Straight up 2d6. Six. Okay. Hey, good news. You get to mark an experience point. Cool. (laughs) Bad news is you'll never get to use it. Bad news. So you actually jump on it. The light disappears. And you're like, all right, I'm going to fall all the way through. The repulsion field kicks in and you feel your legs jerked out of joint as you go start to go in before it successfully grabs the rest of you and shoots you back up out of it. Trampoline. Yeah. Yeah, just like, <laughs> just like a, much just like, like a real a life trampoline, it is causing yes. you damage in the form of three points of damage. Okay, Oof. I can handle that. Wow, that's a lot. Three, not 30. The two of you observing when he did that, you had a brief moment where you're concerned that uh, you're creating a new version of Legsy here because it really <laughs> seemed like the top half was going to pull away from the bottom half for just a moment there. But after it shot him back up, the light fizzled and blanked out for a good two seconds and then came back on. Oh, we should have him do it again and we should sneak in. <laughs> okay. <Well. laughs> Only three points of damage. I can handle that. I said, what if we could drop something through, maybe? That would be expelled and then we could get in. A barbarian, say. <laughs> yeah. We have a spare barbarian. So I've got a number of gold coins. I'm just going to drop one into it just to see if it, it re- interacts with something that small. Or is it going to shoot me in the face with it? The gold coin hits it and does a bounce back up. You're ready and your reflexes, reflexes, reflexes aren't total crap. So it, it shoots up into the air. It doesn't seem proportionally to have put as much force on it as the barbarian. Because if it pushed the barbarian and pushed a coin, the coin should shoot like way up into the air. It just shoots a few feet up in the air. You say it's possible to time this? Where it's it's flashing and it's yeah. And it's sometimes it's flashing. like flicker in out in out, and then sometimes it's out in out. Yeah. Tommy's a little guy. I don't know if he is or not. I keep thinking I'm confusing him with with the, the guy blades from in the dark. <laughs> blades of the dark guy. But I'm assuming we Willie. Yes. I'm assuming he's small. So um, this is yeah, we so, Willie into the multiverse here. So this oh, would yeah. be a dex. This would be a dex roll. He's just gonna try and um try and time it. Time it and just. Take a rope with you, because what if we can keep the rope behind you? Dive in there. Um, okay, well, let's say we pull up the rope that we climbed up. Sure. Okay, so I have that around me. I have that wrapped around my shoulder, and I will go and attempt to dart through this thing when it Excellent. is mid-flash. So that okay. is a dex roll. Hell yeah. Do I have anything else that can... Oh, I couldn't use tricks of the trade here at all, could I? Pick when you locks pick or locks pockets or, or disable a trap. Disable a trap. Oh no, I love that. I think that makes sense since you're you're trying to defeat a trap. I think that can fit under tricks of the trade. Yes, that makes okay. sense to me. Okay, so I think you should still... try to poison the trap, but that's just me. <laughs> so it's still a two d six plus two, and let's go six. Ah. Oh good God, you guys suck. Ooh. I mean, tough break. A six missed both my legs. Yeah, so you you guys down. see Tommy like waiting, waiting, waiting. The thing blinks out. 
he goes in, but it blinks back in too quickly. I mean, he's a savvy, fast customer, but the he just timed it, timed the traffic light wrong. I'm a savvy, fast customer, guys. That's gonna bounce him out too. I could try to throw you through for two points of damage. You okay. are not as big, so uh, I guess that it didn't hurt you quite as much. Um, but you guys watching now, you see it blink out again. It like really seems to have shorted out some after he jumped on it. It looked like fun when he shot up in the air, actually, too, despite the howl of pain. It wasn't. <laughs> Did it short out long enough that theoretically, after having seen it happen once already, I could go? Yeah, if you want to try to make a jump for it as he's bouncing up and screaming in pain. Yeah. Yeah. What could go wrong? Totally. Take another four points of damage. <laughs> right. I'm going to be ready to jump through when the barbarian fails. Okay. <laughs> one okay. of us will get through here. Mrog, I'm going to give you a plus one now because you have, you've learned from experience your own and Tommy's. And this is going to be a strength roll because I'm seeing how strongly I can jump through, right? Okay, sure. <laughs> oh, okay. As long as 10. There you go. Okay. <laughs> looks like yeah. So Tommy bounces up in the air. The thing shorts out and describe your jump, your plunge through, Brog. Hold on. I will post something in the chat that we can then describe. Uh, because I looked at the glass I was drinking out of. <laughs> I'm intrigued. And I think with the strength, I assume you like le- jumped in and grabbed the lip of the thing and pulled yourself through really quickly using yeah. that strength. Yeah. That's why it was strength. I jumped and I was looking like a this. <laughs> Incredible Hulk on the glass. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. All right. Like that same facial expression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just jump in. Excellent. Okay. He is through. This is clearly somebody's entryway. And everything in here seems to be intact. No debris or very little debris. I guess sometimes things might have fallen through when the thing was flickering. Seems very clean and intact here. There is wooden furniture that given again the decay of the surrounding area it seems like that should have fallen apart or been rotting or something like that it isn't and there's just like a chair a coat hooks things where you would come in and change and then head down the stairwell that leads further down into the tower coming up off of the stairwell you see weird vines petrified wood something like that just a few of them, the end portions of them, tendrils of them, apparently growing up from some floor below. And there's like, again, small furniture, place to sit, coat hooks, a small wardrobe, maybe to take off uh, larger things. This is the the Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. room to change sweaters and shoes. There's no lever, big button. You can make a discerned realities roll if you'd like to try to find a way to... Uh, if sure, there's a turn that... off door guard button, sure. Yeah, what what would that is as intelligence that'll, or that'll be uh, wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. Okay, that's better. That's a straight roll. So I tried to uh, jump straight through right after. Oh, you did. I'm sorry, I didn't no, catch that you're doing that. So you make the same. You can choose strength or dex to dive through with that same plus one of lesson learned. There, it's pretty much identical. We'll go ahead and mm-hmm. say it's dex ten. Okay, yeah, you make it through with flying colors as well. So sorry, the same description for both of you. And just looking up, you see Tommy like boing, 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 okay. bouncing up and down. <laughs> I wanted to do that. Can I throw like uh, the end of the rope up, up through that? Does it do anything? Yeah, actually throwing it up through from this side, it goes straight through. Yeah. Like it actually hits when the light is lit and goes right up. Yeah, through. I, so I want to throw that end through and see if he can maybe. See if we can just yank him through. Yeah, exactly. Or if he can like slither down it. 
I'm kind of curious okay. how this works. Or if, like, is the trampoline or trap, whatever it is, going to just slice the rope in half or some crazy thing? It doesn't. You're not sure if that's because it came up from the inside or not, but it seems to ignore it. Okay. Okay, so Tommy ties the rope around his neck, and you guys just... So I'm yeah. still outside. You're still outside, yeah. What is the plan to get Tommy in? Tie it around your waist, and I'll yank you through. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I will just barbarian you through. Then. I yep. still think I should probably do a dex roll. So that the next opening, you'll each make a strength. You'll make a strength roll, Amrog, and you'll make a dex roll, Tommy. And any success gets you a success Can on I either roll? end gets you through. I rolled a nine on my deck. Eleven. Ooh, even better. Total success. Okay. Tommy, you dive through and success. you see the light just flickering in. It's going to catch your ankle, but then you feel a force from below yank you through and not get you snagged at all or hurt on the way down. Big, strong barbarian. Yes. Barbarian. Now we're all in. Okay. You are all in. The room is, as I described it, the ways out are the stairwell leading up to that hole or the spiral staircase continues down to the next floor down. Now that you're here and not like yelling up back and forth, you hear from somewhere down below nothing. Thump, 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 crash. Thump, 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 crash. Thump, crash. From you're not sure how far down that is. Just to eliminate the obvious, maybe the treasure's right here. I would throw open the armoire and anything else there is to throw open. That was the only thing that you couldn't see okay. into. Yeah, there's, again, places for hanging stuff. No obvious uh, treasure chests or anything like that here. Looking around a little bit, you do see a release that may well be your force field control. Okay, but nothing in the armoire. Nothing of obvious value, no. Okay. Me first, and I go down the stairs. All right, yeah, fine. You first. <laughs> Let's go see what the thumping's all about. Okay. You guys proceed down to the third floor. Around... Again, this one has no internal dividers in it. This, the tower isn't incredibly wide. In fact, structurally, it's weird that something this narrow is this tall. But something about the magical or whatever ingredients that it was built of seems to be working quite fine. Around the outer wall is a table built in around the outer wall. I can't think. A sideboard that covers the whole outside wall of the building. And all around it are flasks uh, and beakers and pens and inks. And it's clearly the paraphernalia of some sort of caster of and maker of magic. It is packed, but in a very orderly and tidy fashion, like well-organized Lots of just lots and lots of stuff, some of which is obvious in its purpose, some of which is puzzling in its arcane nature. The other notable thing about this room is those viney tendrils I mentioned that extended up to the upstairs. There's more of them here, again, extending from down below, but thicker and more of them, sometimes now even tangled up with each other. There's still room amongst them to pass down the stairwell leading down to the next floor, but less so. Like Whereas there were just like three or four sticking through up to the top floor, there's a lot more here. The running and thumping sound continues. It's now clearly the floor below you. White glove check again. Is there a layer of dust? It is not dusty in here, no. Okay. But that said, there's no obvious sign of recent use. Gotcha. You know, there's no reagents mixed together. There's no smoke and bubbling. There's no sign that anything has been heated recently. It is disused, but not in disrepair. Gotcha. 
do any of the smarter folk want to look at any of the science bitch stuff? Because <laughs> Mrog has no use for it. I don't have a whole lot of use for it either. I'll just make a quick rummaging, I guess, just to be sure there's nothing. Okay. Definitely you think some of this, at the very least, would be sellable, even if it's not yeah. usable to you. Somebody can make a roll for the team, pick a likely either move or attribute uh, to see how what, how good you do at fighting what's worth taking here. It'd be intelligence. I got a plus one on intelligence. Or... I mean, muscle bound. While you wield a weapon, it gains the forceful and messy tags. I could just start smashing and whatever survives is obviously the most valuable. Nice. If it can't even take a smashing. If you guys want to take a bit of time to look at it, you can each pick an attribute to roll to see if you can find something useful or, and or valuable. Tommy will do intelligence first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ugh. Five. There's no negative consequence to failure, but there's no XP for failure on this. Yeah, one. It. it's a five. Okay. I think okay. intelligence for me, but it's pretty much just straight up. Let's we'll see what we can get. Eight. I'm going to do a constitution check, and I'm just going to like take whiffs of stuff and see which <laughs> one seems the most potent. Uh, I should have a negative consequence for this one, but go ahead. <laughs> Six. Yeah, you feel a bit woozy at a couple points, but you don't find anything of obvious value. Tommy, this isn't the sort of stuff you're used to stealing, so you don't really have a good sense of what is mm -hmm. valuable to take here. Harold, you do find some valuable and perhaps more importantly, durable and portable items that you recognize as being well-made. And you know, even if you don't find a mage to sell these racks and things to, I think an alchemist would probably buy them. You could okay. you could think of different specialties where you could uh, find stuff to sell. I just put down like alchemist gear or something? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Alchemist gear and you can roll 3d6 to come up with a coin value. Okay, here we Ooh. go. That's pretty valuable. Not the way you guys have been rolling. There oh. we go. It's not mm -hmm. bad. Okay. I also am going to take, I, I wrote down on my inventory already, woozy juice. Okay. I'm going to take one flask of one of the ones that seemed more potent. Who knows? Excellent. I'll throw it at something later. Yeah, it'll be nice and random. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are starting to get the picture, even without a spout lore. You've heard of this, having traveled the world. This is a mage tower of some sort. You, There are always legends of uh, mages who build small communities around their tower, locking out all of civilization from their immediate sanctum, but bringing in locals as servants to build a small community around them. All signs point toward that's what this is, or at least what it was at some point in the past. Oh no, here's our ours tie-in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Several thousand <laughs> years in the future. Some of the documents are signed Simon of Jerbaton. Yeah. <laughs> okay, not um, really. This is not a crossover <laughs> event. But maybe it should be. Ours world. You actually find the corpse of my character from Mothership. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my mind just blew. <laughs> is there light coming up from the stairwell going down below? There is. Now you mention it, uh, you guys realize you haven't had to turn on the light up torches or anything. The interior of the wall has, and I should have mentioned this earlier, a faint glow that allows you to see without lighting up torches here. There's no additional glow uh, from below, but it seems like it's consistent. Okay. And by the way, the background, the thumping and crashing from the floor below has not stopped. And you hear like sounds of uh, cracking and things like that along with it now that you're closer as sort of an undercurrent. Can I discern, is it one big thing? Is it four or five medium-sized things? 
one big thing seems okay. about right. Yeah. Or multiple big things taking turns. Oh, okay. They're going to bowl at us. Oh, no, that was that happened elsewhere. <laughs> a what? A bowl? <laughs> we, in the campaign, the D&D campaign oh. that Damon is running, he had giants bowling at us when we came around a corner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, that's what this was. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know how the idea. giants uh, fit in here, but this time I'm going to sigh a little bit more. I'm going to go me first. Yeah, <laughs> always. Okay, and I am going to hold my axe up, and and I'm going to subtlety seems seems a waste here. I'm I'm going to just charge right down the stairs. I'll try to get a feel for the room before I start chopping randomly. But sure. So these vine things, and they're hard. Like you, it's now as you go down the stairs, you can't not touch them up on this other floor you could like step around them and stuff they're getting thicker now just again you can still get down without you know a special roll without worrying about tripping but now it's getting more congested with these things and blocking your line of sight and so you are down with your axe and as you come down to the floor this thumping starts off to your left and then glancing around the bit of vine or whatever it is in your way you see a large unnatural creature charging at you big in size a combination of fur and feathers and a big beak massive claws clearly not a natural creature and it is making a charged beeline toward you now for having disturbed its lair which it has spent apparently decades maybe more trashing everything like here you do see a lot of debris of, of whatever was in this room originally and some of the vines are smashing out of the way as it goes through so in other words this is going to be an easy thing to call them because we're here to rescue it well yes. and it's it's got to be you know nine tenths starved at this point so <laughs> so you you're rolling charisma to roll, see if you can hug it i assume like say your arm well no i do we roll initiative or do i have a turn here or how what are we yeah so it is charging how... at you yeah okay. that's fine it is charging headlong at you what do you do and we'll see if what you do triggers a move yes i will cry out what are you waiting for i can thump better than you i cry out a challenge to my enemies i roll plus con on a 10 plus they treat me as the most obvious threat so yeah they'll be targeting me rather than my comrades once my comrades get in here oh we're supposed to show up <laughs> i mean it's up to you did i ever tell you you're strange and confusing to me <laughs> So that's 2d6 plus, plus con. Yep. con 1, wanting a 10 or better, 5. Ooh. Wow. Okay. You mark experience. So that failed. So it, it will challenge you. And while you're doing that, it just puts on a burst of speed and slams into you, hurling you backwards. You have a choice. You can take heavy damage or heavier damage and stay on your feet or roll with it and be knocked down. I'll roll with it. Okay, so it's not going to hit you as I badly. do have a plus one to my armor, too. For Ooh, what that, that will count. That will subtract. Okay. Okay, three less your armor. So it slams into you. You braced yourself and were ready for it and went sprawling. So take that three less your one. So, so, so two hit points of damage. Okay, great. But you're knocked out of the way and rolled back and prone if the thing comes after you. Unless, of course... Your compatriots intervene. Yeah, something happens. Yeah. I'm assuming we don't hear anything because there's, yeah, there's like, this is, it's all quiet down there. Right. We don't hear a darn thing. And you just dealt yeah, out all the something cards. Stopped. Yeah. 
there's actually some like classical jazz guitar coming up the staircase now. It's yeah, all good. and it's like, oh, that's Rog issuing his challenges again. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, so you guys, if you're looking down at Rog, yells his uh, derisive challenge to his foe, and then you see this huge thing like burst across your line of sight and send him sprawling. Oh, it bellows. It's making though it's going to leap on him or at him with its beak and claws ready to strike. Tommy's going to drop down and try and um, poison this thing with Serpent's Tears. Okay. That's the one that kind of paints a target on them? Yeah, pretty much it. Uh, anyone dealing damage to the target rolls twice and takes the better result. So I'm probably going to take a beat in here, but however, I can afford it. So what's it going to be? Dexterity? Yeah, because if you were just like standing behind it as paying attention to somebody else. I'm going to, I figure we're above it. Right. So I'm going to drop Exactly, down on yeah. Yeah, I think a deck does. All right. Because you're defi- you're basically defying danger to accomplish this task using your decks. Oh my god. Six. Man. <laughs> We've had like one good roll tonight, and it was to get into this godforsaken place. Okay. Yeah, you jump down. Uh, it reared back as you're headed and like hit your leg on the way down. You thump down to the ground behind it, and the serpent's tears spill all over you. Okay. <laughs> so quick target tommy they seemed them trouble harold are you gonna flee yeah no <laughs> i mean yeah i'm yeah. gonna flee right into danger in fact good news Mrog. actually the <laughs> the creature felt that thing fall off of it it's in its rage and since your challenge didn't affect it it's whirling and the uh, it's one of its claws is just getting ready to rake and smash tommy that's terrible now news with the serpent here <laughs> I think I think Tommy had I mean, you know, I'm going to I'm going to leap down spear and shield at the ready. I'm going to try, you know, death from above. OK, let's see. We could call that a hack and slash if you're going to try to, like, jump down and inter. Uh, no, I think you have to defy danger to get into position here. OK, for it to be okay. a hack and slash. So is that dex? Defy danger you could choose by if you power through and just like screw you vines, get out of my way. That's strength. Acting fast as Dex. Makes no difference. Um, I'm open to other suggestions. It's fine. We'll just do that. Sing charm and social grace. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Eleven. Eleven. There okay. you go. Yeah. So uh, describe what you do to put yourself in position to fight this thing and save Tommy. I'm leaping from above off the stairs. My spear punctures its neck and it's like pinned to the ground as best as I can manage it. Okay, I'll give you that. So a normal success, I would have said you were just in a position to then roll a hack and slash. I think this could defy danger. Yeah, you can uh, deal damage to it. Regular amount of damage? Okay. Yeah, it's just your standard class damage. No strength is added to that, is that right? Correct. Okay. Two. Oh, dear. Okay. You really did a good job in saving Tommy here. You interposed yourself, took it by surprise a little bit. Its hide is incredibly tough. You're yeah, not yeah. sure if you actually hurt this thing with just uh, the two points of damage. Okay, well, well. But you have bought time for Tommy to get clear and get on his feet and Mrog to do. The creature clearly has some. It takes a step back to try to not let any of you behind it. Let's out a huge cry and... It casts Owlbear. Who said anything about an Owlbear? <laughs> Quit your crazy talk about Owlbears. Yeah. There's no way this is an owlbear. He said it was like a bird with fur on it. And a beak and he yeah, said it was an, an unnatural creature. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is unnatural. very unnatural. Yeah. yeah. There's no it doesn't sound like an owlbear to me. Yeah. In fact, what it does is at for a second it stops and like tries to like kind of square off with all of you. 
Then it tries to duck back all the vines into a, like a tangle of whatever these vine things are, perhaps to make a more stealthy attack in the future. Mrog, it is closest now where it was ducking back away. What are you going to do? I mean, obviously it can't completely disappear from sight because you are all looking at it. Yeah. But it is clearly looking for a better vantage from which to pummel you. I mean, can I just try to pummel it before it pummels us? Yes. And even if I don't pummel it, I might clear some vines. Exactly. Okay, so this would be a straight up hack and slash. When you attack an enemy yeah. in melee, roll plus strength. Uh, yeah, and I am muscle-bound. This might not matter yet, but I gained the forceful and messy tags. Nice. Okay. There, nice. finally. Nice. Okay. Okay, that's an 11. 11. You have a choice. You can just straight up deal your damage, or you can do your damage plus an extra D6, but expose yourself to the enemy's attack. I'll expose myself. That's fine. Okay. All right. As is your custom. So roll okay, your damage, custom. which uh, for Barbarian is that D10? D10. Plus a D6. D6. Yep. Six. One D6. Two. Okay. Eight. Uh, and what is your weapon again? Axe. Axe. Okay. So you do penetrate its tough hide, a stout gashing wound, and a weird natural uh, greenish fluid flows out of it. Describe your attack in more detail. I think it would just be a straight up overhead chop and, you know, kind of step forward and overextend myself, exposing mm -hmm. myself for that extra damage. And, you know, probably aiming for the head, but ending up on the shoulder or something like that. Okay. And you are successful in so doing, but you do expose yourself to attack for eight damage. Ouch. Oh, jeez. That did Yeah, hurt. so it smacks its claws both into your back. Remember from that, though. But still, that was pretty tit for tat right there. But so it slams its claws back into you and then he pushes you back and again tries to duck back away from you to look for a less painful way to uh, fight you guys. Tommy, you're back on your feet. You're painted with serpent's tears. You saw your colleague exchange mighty blows with this horrific creature. Beat yourself to the not an owlbear and poison it to death. <laughs> is there anything around us in Anna? Because this thing has destroyed just about everything, hasn't it? Right, except they're, like the, the terrain of the room is these clusters of these vines growing up along the floor, up the stairs, all over. So there's places to duck behind and sneak through. And I wonder, could I discern reality to see if there's any way, if anything comes to mind, just somehow to use this environment to our advantage in any way? I like it. Yes, discern those realities, my friend. Oh, that means wisdom. Shit. Wisdom, yes. Okay, well, let's hope it's going to be good to me. I mean, you're, you're due. I am, but it's still, it's a five. So much for wisdom. Wow. Yep. So no, you don't find anything with that, and I'm going to go back to my bad thing accumulating clock. Oh, do I get a XP? You do. Okay. So, but as you do discern one thing, you feel like a vibration uh, through the tower, not related to the activities of this, one might say, bear-like giant owl creature. Wh who knows? We don't have names for these things. You're confusing. Yeah. It's an umber hulk. Okay. The thing is trying to duck Harold back away from Mrog as he staggers back. Right. Uh, huge claw marks in his back. Got it. Uh, I'm going to activate Magic Weapon, which is a spell I prepared, my first level spell, which Ooh. gives my weapon an additional D4 of damage. Okay. Because we're going to penetrate that hide, as you say. Here comes here comes the attack. 
Go oh, wait, wait, wait. Magic weapon, do you uh you have to cast that, right? Oh, does it take a whole action? Uh All well right. it takes a roll. Like I, I it's cool enough that you can do it and then make your attack. It'll be a hack and slash. You won't get the jump on him because he was engaged. That's fine. But seven. Seven. Uh but, uh, so that means again, this spell this spell is off the table for you now. Okay. Um so it works, but you're done with it. Okay, fine. So be it. You've got plus one d four damage until the spell is dismissed. Uh, if you have any other spells, I think that might be it. But uh, yeah, when it's ongoing, you take do. minus one to cast a spell. All right. Okay. Uh, so you light it up and you fill in the blank. All right. I'm gonna go and try and get a good spear chucked in underneath the like one of the front arms, like in the armpits area. Mm-hmm. Get through the ribs. A uh, throwing it or into no. going to melee? Okay. Going to melee. Uh, hack and slash is is that strength or dex? Plus strength. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Eight. Eight. Okay. You deal damage to it, but it can do a bad thing to you. Okay. Here comes. You expose. Yeah. The enemy makes an attack against you. Okay. So roll your damage plus that d4. Oh, well, could have been better. Four or five. Right. Okay. You did penetrate the hide. <sighs> it screams in rage. Uh, and you sense it's grievously hurt, uh, but not down for the count yet. And it, so its claws hadn't worked their way back from the attack, but its beak snaps out at you. No. Oh, I'm rolling high damage. I'm sorry. Six points of damage, less any armor or whatever you may have. Yep. I do have two points of armor, so that does help. Okay. The creature clearly feels he is in his death throes and decides he wants to take as many as he can with them and just steps out from where he was trying to burrow back into the vines and tries to like clothesline you two uh, up front and is going to like run that in through Tommy. Mrog, attracted by looking at those vines, you've got just a moment to respond and try to prevent this last bulldozer attack. So yeah, if he's bull rushing me, I'll try again to just put my axe right between his eyes as he's charging. Okay. I think this still could count as a hack and slash situation since there's an attack directed at you and vice versa. So 2d6 plus 2. Drum roll. This is a big one. You're pretty hurt. 10. Ten. Oh, yeah. very nice. Okay. Ooh. So go ahead and roll your damage. Again, you could put that extra d6 into it if you want, but putting your body on the line when you do it. I am absolutely doing that. This is a go for broke. I want to end this thing here. Okay. So 1d10 plus 1d6, 14. All right, that'll do it. Oh, yeah. So you spear the thing, and it falls forward onto you. Now, Harold, you have a choice. You can let Mrog take the full brunt of this thing, like plowing onto him and its corpse falling on him, or you can kind of help check it out of the way and take some of the hit off. No. No? <laughs> okay. Man, you're strange and confusing. <laughs> All right, but you did a good critical. So the thing plows onto you for just two points of damage. You got a break okay. there. And I'll say your armor can still. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that could have been worse. Or my not armor. So it falls on you. It's green, gooey, not blood. Is spirit is like like pouring all over you. It doesn't seem to be acidic or damaging, but it's really gross and has an odd smell to it. You're just coated in it, caked in it. Wow. That's why I didn't want to be there. (laughs) It's a new shirt. I kind of, I stand up and I shake a bit off and I try to dig some out of my ears. (laughs) All right. Uh, 
you uh, have defeated this creature. Why was it here? You don't know. Again, it appears to have been made by some unnatural means. Uh, now the thumping and crashing sound has stopped happily. Because oh. Oh. It, was, it was that all along. The weird vine-like things, some of them are broken now from its most full-on headlong charges. A lot of them seem to be surprisingly resilient. And again, even more of them cluster on the stairwell leading down to the next and possibly from the height of these rooms, you're guessing, last level down. Oh, one more level of fun. Is it at the point where I need to start axing them or... It's going to, you'll have to kind of like wedge yourself through okay. possibly, or you could try axe uh, to make your way down. Um, you see now the broken ones also seem to be oozing some kind of fluid out of them, not gushing, but a slow ooze. Is it caustic to the touch or anything? It is not. Okay. You're, it, you're really not sure what it is. It It doesn't seem like, you know, sap, like from a tree. And they're not writhing like they're going to choke us or anything no no they don't okay. they don't seem to move I mean, clearly they've grown over time yeah. but they don't seem to be moving in response to your presence or in response to being you know crunched by an owl bear Oop, or whatever that thing was a bear owl man bear owl owl, owl he, bear man he has a name it's john, <laughs> it's john. <laughs> it was a burrowing owl bear because it was yeah. trying to burrow into the vines yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, I guess me first, huh? Always. How are you? Just out of curiosity, how are you doing on hit points there? I am at less than half my hit points. Eh, they're overrated. <laughs> what? What is your relationship with Morag again? <laughs> Doesn't care whether he lives or dies? Smells more like prey than a hunter. Ah, uh, fair. Okay. No, so sense. he's being prey. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the upper hand on my last breath roll, so... so. We'll see. I've, I've got I've got a trick up my sleeve. Yeah. So if you die and have to deal with death, yep, I can make a, deal a bonus with death. to the roll. Yep. So Crom, don't will, fail me now. Right. <laughs> Life and free will, and do what you will with it. I will go down to the next level. Okay. So you, it is slow going. Uh, you're able to pry and wedge and untangs like that to make your way down to this floor. And are you guys following? Okay. You make your way down and you find some clears and making your way to the center of this room, you find a low plinth. You can never go wrong with a plinth, oh, no. I believe. Was a, uh, yeah. I mean, what is a session without a plinth? On that, the vine things converge onto, it takes a moment to recognize it, but a tall humanoid form. And as you get closer, you realize all of these vine things are growing directly from it, from all points. It's like it's really hard to make out that this was, if it was, uh, a human to begin with. These things are protruding from it. It's hard to tell at the base where they begin. They kind of merge flesh color. The body had clothes on it at some point, and you still see scraps and fragments that resemble some of the garb you saw in the entry room upstairs. But of course, now they're a trashed mess of scraps of fabric. Burn it. What was that? I said burn it. Oh, burn it. I mean, I'm here for the treasure. Yeah, I'm not seeing any treasure. Is this the treasure... Used be, this used to be like a human... Like, is there any sign of consciousness on this? I would love... Uh, you could make some kind of reality. Yeah, discern, discern, discern some realities. Okay. 
guys have been some of the worst reality discernment. Oh, oh that's oh, some yeah. good reality discernment. Okay, you get to ask three of the questions from the discern realities list. Do you happen to have that in front of you? Or yeah, I can let's read see the, here. And we can define recently very loosely. Yeah. How about what should I be on the lookout for? The thing here seems to be alive in a definition of the word. And it is life force is attached to the vines. If the animating principle of it is woken up, the vines, which have been very neutral and terrain-like, could turn exceedingly dangerous. So don't don't cut the red wire, I guess, is the right, gist. Like yeah. if you do a wrong thing that wakes this up in whatever meaning of the word applies to whatever this thing is now, it could trigger a lot of vines that could do a lot to impair your ability to get up. Right. Let's go ahead and try that loose definition of recently. What happened here, quote unquote, recently? Okay. You are tapping into lore you've gained as a druid uh, in your earlier training. Uh, you know that one common activity of mages is to journey through one means or another to other strange planes, sometimes of different material, elemental planes, sometimes just crazy, weird worlds. You think what has happened here is that this thing, this mage, you're guessing it was, was in contact with a plane where these strange, whatever these vine things are, were the main life form. And he clearly rolled a two at some point. And these things suffused his body, merged with him, and now have been very slowly and incrementally exploring his mage tower. It is very unlikely that to, that you would be able to reverse the damage. It's possible that you might be able to contact whatever consciousness remains if you care to do that. Um, your feeling is that how this process is something that has probably taken over a hundred years, yeah, it's if been not a while, longer. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I gave the loose recently there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, you one got a third question. question. What here is useful or valuable to me? Okay. Are uh, you sure you want to ask that one? <laughs> you see through the vines and the veins and everything that the plinth is not just a plinth. There is a seam on the top of it where the mage vine creature is laying. Um, and you think that it is it contains some sort. And if any place in this thing is going to have something valuable, it's going to be, you know, where the mage is resting. All right. Tommy, what do you think about that plinth? Well, I think we should open it up and take what's in it. I could hit that thing between the eyes with a volley, or we could parley with it. I mean, it doesn't really seem to have a use for jewels and whatnot. We cleared out the thing upstairs that had been beating on it for the last hundred years. It might be willing to say, yeah, take those shiny rocks, I don't care. Why doesn't um, Tommy try parleying with this thing? Does it, does it, see, it seems to have a consciousness? Maybe. Yes, you can you can try to make contact with it. <laughs> let's, let's, let's try that. Um uh Tommy will will try and parley with it and uh All right. Ask it if um there is anything we can do to uh alleviate all of these vines which it seems to be uh plagued with. Oh no, we want to talk to the vines, right? I'm interested in what the vines are coming out of. I'm talking about what the vines are coming out of. Who or what? these vines are coming out of. 
Uh, so basically, if there's anything we can do to aid it, is it in need? Do you need assistance? You look <laughs> like you need assistance. You've got a little something on your head there. <laughs> so that's, okay. a, that's a charisma. Yeah, I think that's a charisma. Talk to Infested well, I think Mage. Well, I think just that little thing on your head there, I think is worth, <laughs> worth a, a success. Come on. 11 all right finally okay um it takes some talking and you are at the point of giving up like okay i'm wasting my time talking to this inert mass of flesh and vine when suddenly you see a movement where eyes once were and the head turns toward you slightly and it rasps out a voice like and you have to lean in close uh, all of you to listen to it and it wraps out rasps out why are you in my tower a uh, raps out would have been better what's that raps out would have been better raps yeah my name is vine mage and i'm here to say <laughs> what are you doing old mage tower okay. in a place to play your uh, your your official rap person name is Vine Mage. <laughs> like if you ever if you ever drop MC a rap Vine album, Mage. it better it better be under Vine Mage. <laughs> okay, uh, it it seems to have cast its attention toward you, Tommy, and asks you what you are doing in its tower. Oh, uh, all this commotion outside, and we thought somebody was in danger, so we came in and we found an owl bear, and we uh. The, uh, or the a bear owl. Practice or a bear, a bear owl. And uh, and uh, we uh, ended up killing it. I shouldn't say that, should I? Yeah, we ended up killing this this owl bear type bird beast mm. creature thing. One of my first creations, but not of great use to me any longer. Man, this guy sucks. I wish I hadn't parlayed with him. Just you ask, ask if we can have the damn treasure. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. It's like you ask what you can do for me. Yeah, that's right. What do I want from you? The vines seek more to inhabit. Oh, Would great. you okay. be willing? We'll give him a herald. that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but we can bring many more people. Oh my god! What's <laughs> going on? They're not going to catch up to us. Yeah, let's just live here and just feed the vine mage in the basement. <laughs> no, we'll just leave. Mm. It's called a deception. You could bring more. Must be willing, as I was. Yeah, there's all kinds of those types of vine cultists now, just like. Jones in to be possessed. Mm. It's been a long time since you've been out. A cult. Yes. A cult. Let's see. I'm giving a lot of momentum to your 11 parlay roll there. Yeah, you uh, are. Bobby. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, all I'm, si I'm just sitting here thinking, man, we could ball of abysmal flame this motherfucker. <laughs> right? We sure could. We're in the wrong, we're in the wrong game. So I do it again. Rog grabs his lower jaw and his upper jaw and just peels himself back to reveal uh, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> what do you seek in return? Uh, your treasure. Yeah. 
what you got going on in that plinth there, boy? The worldly goods no longer have meaning to me. Oh, fine. Then we'll gladly take them off you. And um, we'll we'll leave here and we'll go find some other guys and we'll bring them back. Got binders full of cultists. Yeah, real, real willing, real pliable. Dude. Yeah, just, 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 yeah, binders full. What election was that? Uh, Romney. Uh, Romney, that's right. Romney Obama. Oh, <laughs> binders yeah. full of women. Uh, We've got binders full of cultists. All, all kinds of them. <laughs> of course, that is very reasonable. But I will need to find a way to keep you to your word. Oh, you mm. can trust us, for sure. We leave Harold here as collateral. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> One moment. And the thing seems to go inert again, and then growing out of the forehead, three new protrusions come out, and small splinters flake off. Each take one under your skin. They will not grow on their own, but they will allow me to contact you when the time is right. And then you may have my treasures. Hmm. I mean, Harold's kind of fascinating. (laughs) This is like, this is as wild as it gets. Yeah, all right. I'm splinter. sure we can we can find some way out of this. <laughs> sure. Why did you say you can find some way out of this? Oh no, you didn't say that in character. <laughs> no, uh, that was in character. <laughs> didn't say it to the camera. Okay. Uh, so you guys jab. Really, the... I, I like look at the camera and wink when I say it. Uh, okay. <laughs> this has suddenly become a David Cronenberg film. So, okay. You guys put the mage vine toothpicks and jab them into your yeah skin? under our under our flesh. Yeah. Okay. Sure. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? And about halfway in, they kind of help you out by wriggling in a little further. Okay, we've already done this, and we don't even know what this dude has. That's true. Uh Uh, He's got this trunk full of century-old lottery tickets. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a a big bag of of seeds. The most (laughs) magical gift of all. Uh, slowly he stops talking now, uh, and seems to go inert again, but slowly his remnants and the vines rearrange themselves like a puzzle and it's slowly and patiently you wait. It moves out of the way, exposing the seam on the plinth. A closer inspection reveals that you can just find something thin, like a dagger or a, a bar or something. And pry it open. No trap, obvious, Tommy. I mean, okay. If he wanted to kill you guys, he's got lots of great ways to do it now. (laughs) He said contact. Yeah. Oh, I meant the I meant the vines in this place. Oh, okay. He could could lock you in here forever. Okay. It opens uh, surprisingly unreluctantly. It's smooth on its hinge, Uh, and you find just a a bunch of uh, strange wizardly bric-a-brac. First of all four fire rubies wizards might have those uh, they these don't seem to be magically active they're just valuable gems but a wizard might have them for various uh, conjurings and to create magical items and things like that there is a stout barely transparent jar uh, with swirling liquid gas moving around inside of it and as you look into it you uh, a strange beautiful face within it occasionally peering out uh we will henceforth call that the angel jar there is a old wooden box looking into it reveals a withered hoof of 
some sort of hoofed animal, maybe a cow, maybe something more exotic. It crackles with strange and off-putting magical energy of some sort. Is it some box, a wooden box? It's a wooden box with this withered hoof. In mm -hmm. And then uh, carefully wrapped is a crystal sphere of about three and a half, four inches in diameter. A crystal ball. A palantir. Uh, yes. Sauron looks right at you and said, no. Uh, oops, I wrote crystal bar, crystal ball on the list of things you found. All right. These, apart, like the rubies seem like perfectly normal, but valuable. The three magical items seem like you, none of you are really mages or magical in nature. And you feel like strange magical energies in all three of these things. They're beyond your understanding, but you know that there are people uh, in settlements, uh, in Behemoth, for example, who could identify them for you, tell you what they are and how to use them. Perhaps trade them. Or you can just start like throwing the, them around and see what happens. Yeah, for the skills of someone who can get these splinters out of us now. I suggest <laughs> we, uh, we take these things and uh, head off to Behemoth, do some training, and... Uh, find ourselves some gullible cultists to come back here I and mean, yeah, bring I like, them back, bring like back to this tower and let's see how it goes seeing as we're now in i think somehow we've now crossed into call of cthulhu for some reason <laughs> well or we could we have options oh i know okay. i'm i'm very much in favor of going and luring gullible <laughs> cultists back to this place game took a strange turn okay uh you guys uh, are able to make your way back up the stairs uh the vines actually seem to part for you now not quickly but they it is easier going on the lower floors uh, and you're able to make it to the top and presumably rope your way back down okay okay like yeah i think we need to head to behemoth and and maybe yeah maybe we can trade some of these items for someone who can pull these things out of us yeah or i've got an idea we could wait until he contacts us and be like, oh, man, we thought cultists, uh, that was our bad. It's actually an army coming to destroy you. Tell you what, uh, we just forget about this whole thing and we won't point them in your direction. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> There's All always right. options. 